So are chiropractors actually effective? What about the appointments that didn't go so well? Like that friend of mine who actually experienced a minor stroke after receiving a neck adjustment. Or the chiropractor who never touched his patient, but instead burned some sage and pronounced that his back pain was the result of financial stress. Today, I put it to Dr. Jacobs, a chiropractor out of San Francisco, and challenge him on the efficacy of his profession from every possible angle as I summon up my inner skeptic. But with more than 50,000 adjustments under his belt, Dr. Jacobs seems to know a thing or two. He explains exactly what adjustments are and why they are effective, how they can improve everything from range of motion, muscle growth, and in some cases, even your hearing. He will also answer such questions as, why exactly do joints crack? As well as compare the success rate of invasive spinal surgery versus chiropractics. We will also talk about risks and safety, like how realistic are those scenes from the movies where the villain swiftly and easily breaks someone's neck? Lastly, we will discuss how to spot the fakes, how can you be sure that your chiropractor is the real thing? My name is Benjamin Rusick, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is my podcast, Look, Just Tell Me What To Do. We are here with Dr. Adam Jacobs of SF Custom Chiropractic in San Francisco. There's a lot of skeptics out there about chiropractics. As you know, and as many of my listeners know, I practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And so for me at the age of 46, having as much help with my body as I can is indispensable. I have a guy that I do physical therapy with and yoga and massage therapy, and I do chiropractic. Because if I don't do those things, the horrible positions I put myself in voluntarily on a weekly basis when there's not a plague happening, completely destroy me. So I go to see people like Dr. Jacobs, who does these weird things. They crack your neck and they crack your back and they do this and they do that. And then five minutes later, they give you a handshake and they say, okay, go home. You're fixed. Now come back in three weeks. <laughs> that is just amazing to me that that works. A lot of my friends say, oh, I don't believe in chiropractors. They're quacks. I've got one friend whose father is a... Um, yeah, he's an orthopedist. He's absolutely convinced that chiropractic is a quack and that it's a fake science. I have another friend who went to a really terrible chiropractor and actually suffered a small stroke after a neck adjustment. So he's against chiropractors. And all I know is that I go to you and I'm in pain and then I leave. And then if I'm not in less pain that day, I'm in less pain the following day. And that if I stop going to you slowly but surely, my body starts to cramp up, fall apart. I get inscrutable pain all, all over my body. It's no fun. So Dr. Jacobs, what is it? <laughs> What's going on? What do you people do? First, let's uh, just address some of those two issues that your friends or people you know have with chiropractic. Spinal surgeons, what they know is surgery. They don't know anything else other than cutting and replacing or putting in hardware of injuries, for instance, of the spine, they can either fuse or dissect anywhere they remove. So research shows 50-50 shot that you'll even get better with the surgery. So that's not very good odds. Mm -hmm. Chiropractic, we don't take anything out of your body. We don't put anything in. So it's a safe, natural, alternative form of medicine. We focus on the nervous system. We focus on the muscle skeletal system. That's what we treat. We do that with a chiropractic adjustment, and that's the pops or cracks. Mm -hmm. that you might hear. So our success rate is closer to 80% when it comes to back pain of giving relief. Reality is there is no solution. There is no magic pill to fix back pain. It's a combination of many factors. What you're doing for your lifestyle, for instance, you do martial arts and and then you sit with your clients and talk. So, you know, there's that aspect of it. Yeah. There's people that do manual labor. There's people that, majority of people sit all day. And that puts yeah. a, 
the highest load of stress into our spines is the sitting. It's the new smoking. You know, people have coined that for a while. It's just not good for our overall health. Chiropractic, the adjustment realigns the spine and allows your nervous system to help communicate with your rest of your body, your muscle skeletal system. You can get temporary relief pretty easily. I mean, most people are pretty amazed when they come in to a chiropractor, like, oh, I was hurting and I leave and I feel better. You know, you get endorphin rush and it's pretty instant gratification. And that's why I think people love it so much. The reality is you have to go back to keep that keep the pain gone unless you fix your lifestyle issues that are causing the pain or bringing on the problem. So if you sit too much, that can bring on the problem. If you have poor ergonomics while you're sitting, that can bring on the problem. If you sleep on your stomach, you know, that can cause neck pain. If you are, your instance, you know, rolling around on the mat, guys are putting in the, you know. Really unnatural positions. Unnatural positions, squeezing your neck and hips and leg. Also, that can throw you out of alignment. Everybody gets out of alignment through numerous different ways. It can be like a slip fall. That's pretty obvious. Or a car accident. That's pretty obvious. Or it could be more of a subtle, gradual thing, such as poor ergonomics or poor posture. Yeah. Now, you can function through your day being out of alignment and 60% pressure on your nervous system before you start to actually experience symptoms. Most time people come in, it brings them in the office, is pain or is activity of daily living, which they cannot do. You know, they can't sit for so long or without hurting or they can't walk a certain amount of distance or can't pick up their kid, whatever it is, brings them into the office. We get them back in alignment. That's with the adjustment. Um, all chiropractors do that. We, uh, we like to classify ourselves as sports chiropractors with the training that we've done at my offices, which means we can work on more than just the spine. All chiropractors can treat the spine. We focus on you know, the spine, of course, and then we work on the soft tissue, the muscles that attach to the joints and then the extremity. So, you know, someone could come in with a shoulder injury or a knee injury or, you know, foot pain or whatever, and we could address that. And then it's the exercise rehab that you're doing on top of that. After you get in alignment, after you break up the knots or adhesions in the muscles, then it's the stability or strength that you do or flexibility that you do as far as your rehab. And then, of course, fixing the problem that brought it on. And that's how you get better. That's how you eliminate back pain. It's not one thing in particular. Let me ask, what does being out of alignment actually even mean? I mean, it's this word that's thrown around. I think the masses of people will probably agree with me is that all we know is that people go into chiropractors, they say, hey, you're out of alignment. They smash you on this table in funny ways and you're better. (laughs) Right. What, (laughs) What exactly is going on? Yeah. So basically all the joints in our body have a set range of motion it can do if the joint is the joint above and below are in proper position, proper alignment, then they would have normal function. If they get stuck or lack of range of motion, really just, you know, shifted one, uh, up, down, left, right, you know, out of alignment, then that will have altered function, which can lead to the muscles around it to tighten up. It can lead to the nerves that are around there to not... Let's- Let's draw a picture. So let's look at the yeah. spine. So let's say, is it proper to say I've got two vertebrae that are out of alignment, right? Sure. So let's put up a thing for the audience. So let's say the, the the spines are like little washers. And for them to be properly aligned, the washers have to make a perfect cylinder, right? right. And completely stack on top of each other. Right. And the cylinders have a little bump on them that, that's like the little bumps you feel on the back of your spine. Right. And let's say if those those bumps also have to be in a straight line for everything to work properly. So in your universe, what you're saying is that someone will come in and let's say they're C6 or they're T5 
five or whatever. That's the thoracic, the cervical, and the um, right. lumbar spine. The different areas of the spine. Some of those things will be off. They'll be the bump will be pointed to the right a little bit, and the washers instead of being straight across, they'll be kind of tilted and right. twisted. Is that correct? Am I just screaming? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so if that happens, let's say the the bump is sort of pointing to the right a little bit. That means that the muscles on the left will be going, oh shit, we need to pull that back into where we're all whacked out. And then they will tighten right. up or something. Like, yeah, like yeah. Your body has, yeah, exactly. Your body has an incredible ability to try to heal itself, right? If you're out of alignment, your body wants to pull it back in. It feels it's not normal to be there. So it's going to okay. tighten the muscles on the opposite to kind of pull it there. And you can be going through, everybody's done this at one point, gone through normal ranges of motion, uh, either yeah. yoga or stretching or whatever, and might feel a pop or crack in their body. Your body was trying to get to that range of motion and it couldn't uh -huh. get there because it uh -huh. was stuck or out of alignment. And then uh -huh. it self-adjusted right. and then that allowed you to get more range of motion to where you needed to go, right? I so see. that's that's a self-adjustment right. and that happens naturally sometimes. What chiropractors tend to do is those areas that get really stuck or out of alignment that don't self-adjust through normal ranges of motion or foam rolling or whatever it may be, we localize those. We find those on your, on your spine or your joints and then uh -huh. we put a force in with our hands in the direction they, it needs to go to reposition it to its normal position. And okay. then you hear is a cavitation, uh, a pop or crack. And that okay. not always happens. It doesn't always happen. What that is when you're hearing that, that is just gas being released because there's fluid between every joint in your body, synovial fluid, right? It lubricates okay. it, allows it to you know, just a normal range of motion move. When it gets out of position or stuck, then that builds up this gas, this pressure that's in there, right? And so like when you reposition it, you hear that release of that gas and pressure. And that's what you hear. It's like, a, you know, there's like a, you know, can of Coke has carbon dioxide right. that builds up and then you okay. release it and then, you know, you hear it. I see. And so the pain that we experience is the muscles. I saw a remarkable video on YouTube of a, mm -hmm. a guy came in, he could barely move. And mm -hmm. the muscles on either side of the spine looked like little mountains. They were so yeah. strong up. And the, the chiropractor puts his hand in there and goes, like, does this thing and crack. Yeah. And then lo and behold, the muscles start to smooth out and the hills disappear and the guy has less, a lot less pain. Right. How is it that like, you know, you're looking at, okay, oh, I see the washer, the bump is off or whatever. And how do you know, like, I'm going to press here and that's going to make it go back to where it's supposed to go. It just seems so random to me. Like, why would that make a bone shift one direction or the other, just downward pressure? It's just so weird to me. Yeah. Well, it's, each joint has different facet alignment, right? So every spine we learn, you know, there's different directional force that you press for each area of your spine. Okay. And that is like in the right force that direction directs it to release you know if i was just to push straight down on the spine right um, it's not going to actually move it's more of a inferior to superior angle that i'm pressing that what gets, do you mean by that you mean like to left to right or something no like from like bottom to top so like from your from your sacrum oh. or low back up towards your head the it's more of a you know like a angle 45, so, angle 45 you know 30 degrees here 20 degrees here like wow all so you're actually 
shifting your hands like the hands of a clock and kind of going, right. even though I, the patient, can't really, I just experience it as a downward force. What's really right. happening is you're kind of moving it one way and moving it another. And what you guys study in school, I'm assuming, is that this right. particular joint responds to if it's off this way, you need to push that way for it to go back this way. <laughs> is that- That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, everything's got, there's different techniques to get for different adjustment techniques. I mean, some people don't even actually, some chiropractors don't, you're not ever going to hear a pop or crack because they don't actually use their hands. They use instruments and the instrument pops or the instrument puts a little thump on the spine or forces. To me, I like to feel it move. I like to see the difference right away. I'm seeing something that's out of position or stuck, not moving, asymmetry here at this place. And then I like to realign it to make it symmetric and you can actually tell it's amazing to me because like if i'm touching someone's back or i I can't imagine being able to to (laughs) to look or feel someone's spine and know oh look that little washer is off by 10 degrees and that bump is is just like you know one micrometer over to the left more than it should be like how the heck do you guys know yeah some of it some of it is very subtle like that but most of the time it's it's much larger than you think and i like like when a you know spouses come in or partners come to my office, I love it when they're both in my in the treatment room and uh-huh. I show the other see how this is higher than this on him or see how this is ro- like his hip, or yeah, something. like hip exactly or like right. you know shoulders are winging out a uh, scapula, you know. To the untrained eye, just glancing, you have no idea, right? I've been practicing twelve years. I'm over like fifty thousand adjustments. Like it's just, I can do it with my eyes closed. You know, I can feel it just by feeling somebody's back, or and then when I'm looking at people walk or stand, I can just tell by their posture like how their spine is. Right. That must be enormously satisfying to watch someone get better in a matter of minutes. Yeah, it's. A, I have the best job. You know, people don't really look forward to going in to see their dentist, or most doctors they don't really love going to. I mean, people like going to see their chiropractor. And uh, here's a question for you. I don't know if any of you out they're familiar with. It's called ASMR. It's automatic somatic meridian response, which is basically people who kind of, for lack of better words, get off on certain sounds and feelings. And I happen to kind of be one of those people. I, I love watching people's backs get cracked and it's sort of oddly satisfying. It's like stepping on a really dry leaf you know, crunch. Yeah. Do you get some satisfaction out of going uh, just crunch? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I can feel the audible gives me, doesn't necessarily mean that the end result is what I want. The end result I want is like it to be in proper alignment and look like it's in proper alignment. And then the patient to have to restore its normal function and motion. Right. But I, what do you favorite? It's just, it's one of those sounds like you hear a nice crack, you know, I get adjusted as well. So I know what it feels like. Yeah. You know, I it just it's just a sad satisfaction when that yeah. happens. Like you're like, yeah. oh gosh, you know that felt good, and I know that that felt good to them. So that that's rewarding. You know, it's funny. I sent my father years and years and years ago to a chiropractor, and he was kind of an old school guy. He was a doctor himself, and he said, "I thought that guy was going to rip my head off." <laughs> And I said, well, did it help? He said, well, yeah, it broke the spell, but I'm not going back to him. So it was interesting to hear him simultaneously complain about the guy, yet it had helped him, and then say, well, I'm not going back to that. He was going to rip my head off. Do people ever get frightened when you're working? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, people are scared most of the time because, I mean, you think about it. Like, how many action movies have you seen where people just come up to someone and just, like, you know, and just game over, right? They just, you know, do all these quick movement to someone's neck and they're laying there, you know, motionless dead. That's not really possible. I mean, it is possible, but like 
the, what we do in the office, it would take so much effort to like, you have to tear, I think someone said like, it's like tearing through two phone books as far as- Really? Like, the amount of pressure it would take pressure, to do Yeah, so force. You have so much muscle, you have to tear through, you have so much, the bone itself, like it's very difficult to actually do that. That's just Hollywood. So in the movies, actually, what would end up happening if someone did that, they would just be giving their enemy a neck adjustment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty much. But they, do, but they do way too much rotation. How do you calm someone down? Have you? Can you tell me a story of someone who came in who was really jittery about the whole process? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's people come in all the time that they're like, you know what? You can do everything but my neck. I just don't want you to adjust my neck. I go, okay, right. that's fine. I go, but you know, you have neck pain. So I'm going to do muscle work to your neck first. We'll work out the knots around the, the joint. We'll take you through some range of motion. And if that clears it out and fixes the problem, then I won't adjust it. Right. But if it's, if it's still out of alignment, for necks, I feel very comfortable with necks. Like I can like literally point and push on the spine that's out of position and they'd be like, I go, this hurts here, right? And they're like, yes, that does hurt. That's out. Right. That's where it hurts. And right. I push the opposite side, evenly, same place. And I push, I go, does this hurt? And they're like, no, it doesn't. I go, see, because you're shifted out of alignment on right. this right side, you know? Yeah. So then they, they can feel it. They understand it. I'm educating them on it. And then yeah. I say, you know, it's, it's not going to be painful. Right. It's just going to be a little bit loud. And that's what's scary because you never had it before, you know? And it's next to your ears. I mean, it's really. Uh, it's right next to your ears. Yeah, it's loud. Yeah. And it's yeah. louder for you. The person that's receiving it is louder for than anybody else. Yeah. The first time I got an adjustment, I had no idea what was about to happen. I mean, I, I thought, you know, I was on drugs or something. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a very strange feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, it does. It releases endorphins. So yeah. you get that body high, especially the first adjustment. Yeah. I do feel that after an appointment with you, I, I sometimes mm -hmm. walk down the street. I feel floaty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. feel light or floaty, you know, yeah. you know, a lot of people sleep better that night yeah. adjustments as well. I've heard some really strange stories about people getting like their eyesight coming back, like weird stuff about chiropractics. Is that stuff true? Like, do they get more muscle? Like what, what are some of the really strange benefits that you've seen? Well, I've had people that weren't able to hear. I mean, they were, they weren't deaf, but they just traveled on a plane or, you know, what scuba dive or something. And they couldn't, no matter how much they tried to like swallow and like blow out their nose and try to release their pressure in their ear, they still couldn't hear. They've come in and I've adjusted them, their neck and then adjusted their ear. You can actually adjust someone's ear and then they were able to hear. Can you adjust someone's attitude? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you do that all the time. I need it. If, next time I come in, can you fix that about me? Because I've got yeah. some issues. Uh, <laughs> More than anything nowadays, what I just work on is just, I mean, people have such bad posture. I mean, it's yeah. just just neck and upper back pain. What are some of the things that bad posture, how does that affect one's life? What can that do? Everybody can do it, just experiment right now. Like just go ahead and slouch forward, like where you're really kind of slouching down while you're seated and try to take a deep breath. You can't get a ton of air in. You can't get a normal deep breath when you're it's in that true. position. I'm trying that right now. Yeah. That's totally different. Now sit up straight, your best posture possible. And then now try to take a deep breath. Huh. So much easier. Yeah. And, you know, we need oxygen in our body to fuel cellular turnover and just everything in our body requires it. That's one thing. I mean, the better posture you have, the healthier your tissues are. A lot of times people that have poor posture will also suffer from like headaches or, you know, neck pain or right. sometimes it can get into numbness or tingling into their arms. It could be like yeah. a disc herniation. It could be thoracic outlet syndrome. It's where your hands are numb. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, like you're falling, like you're falling asleep. Yeah, I get when I lay. If I lay down for a long period of time, yeah. like flat on my back, my pinkies go numb. 
Yeah. So you have being in that position, it's just basically it's impinging your brachial plexus in your neck. Yeah. I was a heavy guy. So posture for me, if you, when you're heavy, you tend to slouch forward. At least I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, in jujitsu, my teacher for months was telling me, you should work on your posture. And finally, one day I really listened to him and he really sat down and really worked it out like what I was doing. And my jujitsu game, I'd say doubled in just a couple of days. Like I could do more. I could literally step further with my foot. I could move quicker from side to side. I had better coordination between my hands and my feet. It was bizarre just because I was posturing, focusing on my core and like it was incredible, the difference. You mentioned core. That's a big point. Like the better posture you have, usually the more engaged your core is firing and that is key to all movements that we do. So having that firing correctly helps you perform better sure. in anything really that's motion driven. One of my uh, old chiropractors when I lived over in San Rafael, Dr. Boudreau, I think he's in Petaluma now, he was telling me that chiropractic can actually help with muscle growth and development because certain nerves get sort of switched off and chiropractic can actually switch them back on. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, so if someone has a disc herniation, for example, the discs of our spine are like cushions. They help disperse forces when we're walking or running or jumping or whatever it may be it can get torn and herniated that's usually from a flexion which is bending forward and rotation position so mm-hmm. a lot of people sit they're in a bat more in a flexion position so over time that puts stress of the posterior part of our back the posterior disc and then if we're like lifting something the wrong way or twist the wrong way that can herniate a disc well if the disc is herniated now it leaks out and puts pressure into the spinal nerves that leave the spine and that pressure on that nerve's been there long enough, then you'll have not only like pins and needles or less sensation in the skin, but also it means that the nervous system is not communicating at a normal level, 100% level with the muscles that that nerve innervates. Right. So now that muscle will, because it's not getting that information, will start to get atrophy done on it. So it means it just okay. loses its size okay. and strength. If through chiropractic, you take the pressure off the nerve by you know realigning the pelvis, realigning the the spine, creating more space for that nerve to leave, and then working on the core to strengthen, then and that nerve will regenerate and communicate the normal way with the muscle. Uh, with the muscle. With the yeah, muscle and then the mu- muscle will grow back mm-hmm. and strengthen in the way it should, right. and so you can regain that. Before I move on to the next section, is there anything you mm-hmm. want to add? Anything at all that you think you'd like people to know about chiropractic? I'll just talk about the other person that had the stroke, right? With adjustments of the neck, which is definitely a uh, scary thing for a lot of people. And I talked about rotation. If it's there's too much rotation on a cervical adjustment, that can trigger a, a stroke if there's plaque in the artery and that gets released and then it'll go to the brain and cause a stroke. Mm-hmm. So someone that has high cholesterol, high blood pressure, overweight usually, smoker, these are all factors that would create a higher risk for stroke. If you did a cervical adjustment with a lot of rotation, then that can increase that risk. The way I adjust necks is very lateral. So I bring the neck into a lateral bend and that takes a lot of that risk away. You do x-rays and stuff like that? Yeah, when warranted for sure. If you're in trauma or there's various symptoms and stuff. Yeah, when do you not 
adjust someone. If someone came in there in like vehicle accident or in a trauma and they have really bad headaches that are nothing they've never had before or have vertigo, then those things I wouldn't adjust without imaging first. Uh-huh. If someone's in so much pain, sometimes you can't get them in the position to adjust. So I wouldn't adjust then. Wait for the inflammation to go down or the pain to drop. So we're going to move on to the next piece, which is why did you become a chiropractor? I got a chiropractic through an injury myself. I herniated my disc in a wakeboarding injury. I fell in a flexion and rotation position. That was at L4, L5 level, which is the lowest part of my low back. And it instantly caused pressure on my nerve, which burning and tingling down my leg. I could barely even get into the boat after the incident. And so it took me weeks before I could even just walk straight, put on my shoes, put on socks was a difficult thing to do. I was 18 at the time and I was very active athlete. I was planning on going to play basketball my freshman year. And this was in the summer right before I uh, went to my primary physician who gave me painkillers and muscle relaxers that didn't help. Then I went to physical therapy. I was slow going, really wasn't making much progress there. I went to orthopedic surgeon who first did epidural in my low back cortisone shot and that didn't help. And then he said, okay, well, we'll have to do surgery. We'll do a removal of the disc and i was like well i'm only 18 i don't want to have surgery yeah and so i tried chiropractic out for the first time ever it was at that first visit where i actually experienced some relief pain went down and i was able to move a little better and i was like okay this is awesome so then i kept going through chiropractic care and then getting pt as well so the combination of getting physical therapy and chiropractic care i was able to recover and end up playing you know basketball Um, in college. So I wanted at that point, become a chiropractor. I was going to go into Western medicine and be sports orthopedist and work on like, you know, surgery of knees and shoulders and stuff like that. But said, if I could prevent surgery, it's a hell of a lot better than actually doing it. And just so everyone listens to that story, it's like, I hear these stories so often that people tried this and this and this, and the doctors are threw their hands up and said, well, we just got to do surgery. You know, there's another episode I have on here with M. Ryan Salvador, and he's a uh, massage therapist. He's going to school to be chiropractor himself. And he destroyed destroyed his back and he could barely walk. And it was through regular chiropractic adjustments and yoga that brought him around. And when he went back to see his orthopedist a couple years later and showed him the, I believe showed him the x-rays, like, look, this was my back. And you said I needed surgery and look at me, I can do a cartwheel or a handstand. The orthopedist said, no, that that wasn't you. You're you're lying to me or something like he didn't believe him. Right. <laughs> and I hear story after story after story like this of miracles happening to people and, and almost always a chiropractor is involved in the mix. I'm just telling folks that there's something, look, look, even, even if it were a placebo, that means that placebo is a hell of a lot more powerful than we give it credit. And if I'm going to pay someone to do a placebo on me, that that's great. I'll take it. Uh, I think chiropractic is real. And I think anyone who says that chiropractic is a quack science has a quack mind. I mean, we, we have the exact same curriculum as uh, medical doctors the first yes. two and I want to tell people that the, the, the classes are identical. It's not that they're kind of the same. They learn the same information. The tests are just as difficult. The first two years of chiropractic school and the first two years of medical school, from what I understand, are totally indistinguishable. Is that true? Yeah, it's the same. We're all taking you know, anatomy, neuroanatomy, histology, pathology, all the same stuff, physiology. And then it's not until the last part of our education that we do focus on more hands-on, the adjustments and the orthopedic testing and stuff like that, where they they focus on drug interaction. 
Do you remember your first adjustment? Yeah. In school, you're working on each other. You pretty much donate in your body to your classmates. It was awful. My first adjustment was awful. And <laughs> the one that first one I received was awful. When you're in school, you, you're like basically getting adjusted every day by your right. classmates, right, right, trying right. to get better. I think it takes about a year outside school before oh. you you feel pretty confident. Do you guys have like a residency? Do you work under another chiropractor for a while? Yeah, exactly. Your own thing? I tend to get a lot of preceptors, they're called, or, you know, interns, and they do it um, at my clinic for um, six months and then, then they're licensed. I kind of want to wrap up with discussion of quote unquote fake chiropractors. I have heard horror stories. I've heard like a guy limped in and some chiropractor, some guy who called himself a chiropractor was licensed as a chiropractor burned a bunch of sage in the room and said, oh, uh, your pain is because you're worried about money. I've heard about a chiropractor who they do this thing where they barely touch you. And the idea is that the, they, they basically stroke you like a cat. And the yeah. idea is that they're telling the muscles, reminding the muscles what to do. And I, I've just heard things, just the most ridiculous, cockamamie, weird, like yeah. what are you doing and who the F are you and why That's are you problem. giving these people a bad name? And how is it that they retain their licenses? If a medical doctor pulled some crap like that, yeah. They'd be run out of town on a rail. I'll tell you why. Because their associations are, are weak. That means a lot of people don't put a lot of money into it. So we don't have a lot of people policing it. You know, you have to pass all the boards. You have four boards to pass. You have to pass your state boards. So there's a lot of hopes you have to jump through to, to get it. But once you get it, people can fly on the radar doing all these whatever kind of techniques they want. Unless yeah. someone reports them and brings it up to the board. And a lot of times people are just like, just don't see that guy and don't actually take the next step. Of That's terrible. But that's board. harming the whole, the whole, oh, for thing, sure. You know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it is like, you can't really go wrong if you go to a sports chiropractor because they're going to be, have a little more education. They're going to give you, usually give you some kind of stretches or exercises on top of the adjustment. They're going to yeah. do some kind of form of soft tissue work. They're usually pretty active guys or girls. They're usually good adjusters. And the reason why a lot of people don't actually adjust people, they do all these weird techniques is because they just are horrible adjusters. They just can't. Because it takes, you know, hand skills, you know, uh-huh. it's hard to reproduce. That's why, like, yeah. there's great chiropractors out there and there's, you know, a lot of average ones. And I, I just see, like, even in, like, the anti-vaccination movement, I've seen, like, chiropractors yeah. who sign off on studies about vaccines. And it's like, bro, you're a chiropractor. What are you doing? Right. There's a million different techniques out there. So you once you license, you can kind of practice whatever technique you want. But, like, some of those you mentioned, those aren't actually bored approved techniques yeah and they're just could someone conceivably have their license removed for oh for sure yeah and and every time like there's a lot of people that actually do get that get removed or go on probation and get there's there's definitely a lot of bad out there yeah there's also a lot of good and i think the majority of population is starting to realize the benefits of chiropractic i mean i owe you quite a debt i mean i'm Boy, like the last six months, my lower back has been, ooh, and it's perfect now. <laughs> well, thanks, Ben. appreciate that. Dr. Jacobs also gives me a lot of uh, exercises to do and stretches to do that complement my particular issues. Uh, he also corresponds with my massage therapist about what kind of, you know, hip openers are a big thing for me. And Dr. Jacobs, like, he's my doctor. He looks at my whole picture. He doesn't just come in and pop, snap, crack. He thinks what is going to make Ben's functioning better. Uh, he knows me. He knows what I do. And he knows how insane I am with jiu-jitsu. I think the world of him. So Thanks, bud. Yeah, you know, it, the chiropractor's... We go through the, all the curriculum to be GPs, basically. So, like, we can diagnose. So, if someone walked in, there's chiropractors, you know, in the middle of South Dakota, right? They're, they're the only doctor in that 30 mile radius. And uh-huh. so, 
people will come into them for everything. It's our job to refer out when necessary. Now in the Bay Area, I mean, people aren't going to be coming to the chiropractor because, you know, of a lot of internal medicine stuff, but like somewhere that's very rural, they would, you know? So, I mean, in, in Oregon, you, they can do small surgery, like removing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They can remove like, you know, like a mole or like, you know, stitch up a big gash and stuff like that. Yeah. Holy shit. People come to chiropractors in the Bay Area for musculoskeletal issues. And, right. You know, that's what I'm comfortable treating, and that's why I specialize. So you in. don't do surgery? No. So you're not. <laughs> no. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I think we're about done. Is there anything else you want to add or discuss? If listeners out there have any kind of aches and pains and have never tried chiropractic out, please do do your research first. Don't just find the first one you see in your neighborhood. Go online, listen to what people say. How do you know um, a good chiropractor when you see one? I mean, typically you go on someone's website, you have a good idea of kind of person they are. Then if you look at reviews, you can read about what other people have said. But usually the best referral is word of mouth. So mm-hmm. if someone you know has gotten good results from yeah. that particular chiropractor, then good odds you're going to get good results there as well. All right. Listen, I think we're done. This has been a, a really good conversation. Good talk with you. Uh, appreciate yeah. doing this. And uh, I'll see you soon, man. Enjoy the rest of your You too, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Pertinent information stemming from this episode will be available in the program notes. Should you have any questions or wish to be a guest on my show, you may contact me at benjaminrusick at gmail.com or go to my website at benjaminrusick.com. In addition, I really, really encourage you to subscribe, share, and all the rest. Thanks again. And remember, if you should find that your plate is full, well, consider getting a bigger plate.